Welcome to Duct Tape and Paperclips. I'm Nathan Hartswick. And I'm Annie Russell. This is the show where we have just finished re-watching, reviewing, and ridiculing every episode of season one of MacGyver for the first time since our childhoods. That's right. And before we jump into season two, we wanted to do one final show of 2020 where we talk about the rankings, how it all shook out, break a few ties while we're here and give our parting thoughts and reflections on this season. Yeah, this has been, uh, I mean, this arbitrary scoring system uh, was, <laughs> it didn't create the best results. Uh, also having our arb- arbitrary guests on with different opinions, <laughs> that really yeah, threw well, a that's, into I things. was going to ask you that right off the bat. Like, how <laughs> do you feel about the scoring system having created it? And what would uh, you do differently if you had to now, do it over? I did change it at one point, like maybe five episodes into the season, I changed mm-hmm. things a little bit to try to simplify uh, everything. Yeah, I'm trying to think of how we could get better if we were to change it in season two how we could get better results i feel like my gut instinct is that that having writing and acting be one category is not necessarily fair it seems like it takes two very important things and pushes them Mm. into one Uh, it also i also feel like the 80s cool factor maybe shouldn't be weighted as heavily as writing and acting (laughs) uh although maybe i don't know um because there are 80s cool episodes that are terrible episodes and to to weight them that heavily and great episodes that aren't necessarily cool which we've discussed so and then we also have uh the bonus categories which i think are good but at one point you made a suggestion that we that if he helps out an old friend and then that friend dies he gets points taken away, which I think would be a really fun wrinkle to add to the mix. Um, But I mean, ultimately, if we're going to have guests on and ask them to score things, it's going to be all over the map, right? Yeah, and it has been. I think we have learned that some people are really inclined toward giving a lot of points um, for not a whole lot um, of return, and others are very harsh um, and come in really looking at this as if it's a show that was just dropped on Netflix (laughs) um, in 2020. And so, um, yeah, I I think that's kind of part of the fun. Yeah, I'm I'm trying to think back on who... Who I remember that um, Mark Gessner, who was our guest for the heist, was very charitable. Mm-hmm. Jared Logan, who just did our, our last episode, <laughs> was throwing like like Tens hundreds and zeros. It was yeah, that was a jerk. Um, I feel like when we had Natalie on, she was pretty harsh because it, it was a love story and it wasn't a particularly feminist one. And mm-hmm. she was she she wanted to make her voice heard in the points department. Uh, so yeah, it was all over the place. Um, I don't. I still do not understand why you have scored Thief of Budapest so highly when it when the whole last act is stolen from <laughs> from the Italian job. But, you know, uh, what are you going to do? I can't, I can't wait to uh, discuss <laughs> where our final rankings are. Yeah, let's do it. I mean, let's, I mean, before we do that, we got to break some ties because it turns out I didn't really see this when I was looking at the list until like late in the season. I realized, oh, my God, a bunch of these have the same score. Um, so we're going to have to break some ties uh, so let's do that right now. Here's how I thought it would work. Um, I'm going to say two episodes that tied with one another, and I'll kind of remind you about each one of them. Mm-hmm. And if we immediately agree, that one we're going to give an extra point, point five okay. points to, and that will be the winner. If we disagree or we hesitate or we want to talk about it, um, then we may revisit how many points we originally gave the episode, and we'll kind of fight things out. Sound good? Sounds good. All right. Our first tie is the heist tied with nightmares. 
So if you'll recall, the heist is oh, the... Oh, I recall both of these. <laughs> oh, I know, but I'm... <laughs> for our listeners, um, the heist is the sort of James Bond uh, ripoff in the casino mm-hmm. um, where he, he throws like $20 million worth of diamonds down a, a gutter drain pipe and makes a car, drives a sports car out of a plane with a parachute. Um, and Nightmares is the one where he is uh, poisoned and a teenage runaway has to shelter him <laughs> until he can find the antidote. Do you have an immediate knee-jerk reaction about which one of those two episodes was better? Yes, I believe that Nightmares is better. Okay, I think I, I think we agree on that. Uh, why? Why do you think that? Well, so I, I do want to be transparent with people. I What I'm looking at right now is a document that I have created, which is my ranking. If I were to rank things from best to worst. Which we will get to that list. Yeah. Which we're going to get to. But I thought that for these tiebreakers, I would take a, a glance at my mm-hmm. list. I have nightmares scored quite a bit higher. <laughs> I have nightmares too. Than, <laughs> than the heist. Yeah, I think I do too. The just wonderful um absurdity of that runaway plot line <laughs> was just delicious and yeah. that is going to be better for me than a James Bond ripoff yeah. any day of the week and i also just loved how 80s that episode was i yeah, mean it yeah. was anti drug it was anti runaway <laughs> it had it all yeah, I agree. I mean, I, I had problems with Heist the entire way through. Mm-hmm. It felt like, a, yeah, it was they were really ripping up and to the point where he said Bond, James Bond in a tuxedo. And I'm just like, come on, dude. <laughs> yeah, um, it, it was it on just, the nose. It was not a MacGyver episode so much as uh, we don't know what the show is. So let's just rip off uh, a James Bond thing. And I love Bond, but I just hated that. And Nightmares, I remember liking a lot because uh, the stakes were higher for him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we saw him weaker and his last thing with, when he like rigs up a bunch of water bottles to fall down the plywood oh, yeah. and like yeah, knock yeah. The, the bad guys out actually worked really well. The last MacGyverism of the episode I thought worked really well. So mm-hmm. this also tracks with how we originally scored it. You and I both scored originally scored the heist at 22 and I scored nightmares at 29.5 and you scored it at 25. So that that's in line with our original takes. So officially nightmares has beaten out the heist. Um, mm-hmm. Next tie, the golden triangle <laughs> and hellfire. Oh, hellfire is better than the golden <laughs> triangle. Yeah, it probably is. So the golden triangle is the one in somewhere in Asia where they have all of the s- enslaved people <laughs> um, that he is saving yes. uh, in the jungle or whatever. The only cool part about that is the helicopter thing at the end where he jumps on the helicopter and grabs mm-hmm. it. And then the guy falls on his own sword. Um <laughs> That was pretty rad, but the rest of it is really terrible. Uh, and Hellfire, I mean, we've got our issues with Hellfire, but uh, it's very sex positive. <laughs> it's sex positive. It is one of the more memorable episodes of this entire season. And so looking back, you got to mm-hmm. give it that. Yeah. I, I tried to ask myself with these ties, which one of, one of these would I rather put on and watch again? Mm-hmm. You know, and I definitely rather watch Hellfire than the Golden Triangle again. Um, that so that that breaks it right there. Um, you and I scored Golden Triangle at twenty five and twenty one respectively, and Hellfire at twenty six and twenty three respectively. You're always lower than me, <laughs> but we knew that always. Um, I have a discerning Pat. You, you're, okay. so, you're such a discerning <laughs> TV uh, connoisseur. So we have uh, one final tie here, and that is the Gauntlet versus every time she smiles. Um, so the gauntlet is the one, this is the aforementioned 
uh, love story one where they kind of go on this adventure, he and this photographer, and they have to get across the border into Mexico by putting themselves in a barrel and rolling across the river. And then there's Every Time She Smiles, which is the debut of Terry Hatcher's character, um, where they cavort around the Eastern block and, uh, her smile gets them into Greece at the end. So any instinct on which one of those is better? Yeah. I mean, for me, every time she, she smiles is better. Interesting. Okay. Maybe we've hit a roadblock here. Um, (laughs) I don't know. This is real close for me. And actually the way we scored it is pretty close too. I gave gauntlet 26 and you gave it 24. I gave every time she smiles 24 and you gave it 23. So technically, you originally gave the gauntlet one more point than every time she smiles. I think with the benefit of time, I have <laughs> learned to appreciate the sh- like a episode fine wine. more. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, every time she m- smiles really ages beautifully. And you really <laughs> want to um, take the time to appreciate it. No, I mean, I think what puts it over the top for me is Terry Hatcher. Um, I liked her performance uh, in this episode. I like that, you know, there's a little bit of that backstory where, you know, she did date RDA um, for a couple years and she does, you know, wind up coming back. Um, Plus you love a good old man playing chess in the park scene. I do. I really (laughs) do. And my issue with the gauntlet is that it's a very forgettable episode. And for me, like when I scored things with the benefit of hindsight, you know, it's always going to be in favor of something that I have a really strong reaction to. And the gauntlet just, I don't have one. Yeah. Okay. I'll, I'll go with you on that. Okay. I was originally thinking that the gauntlet was a little higher for me just because I think of it as a sexier episode. You know, there's mm-hmm. like a lot, it's sweaty. It's like, there's a romance in it. Um, True. You know, he's putting things together in a tank top, a dirty tank top with oil drums and shit. And that to me feels like kind of sexy. Um, but every time she smiles has that kind of like international intrigue. It actually has like more of a bond feel than the heist does. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll concede <laughs> um, right. So every time she smiles, officially beats out the gauntlet. Uh, all right. We now have an official DTNP ranking list of all 22 episodes of season one of MacGyver. And it just couldn't be more wrong for what we actually yeah. feel. <laughs> so I think we should redo the whole thing. Yeah, we're going to do that in a minute. We're going to give our personal rankings of season one and see how they differ from the official list and from each other's opinions. And I'm sure we'll disagree on some stuff uh, right after this quick break. We'll be right back. As season one of Duct Tape and Paperclips winds down, Nathan and Annie have some exciting news. They're starting a Patreon. It's cheap as hell, and if you become a member before season two launches on January 18th, you'll be entered to win the ultimate MacGyver package, which includes a cool black bomber jacket, Swiss Army knife, Timex watch, aviator sunglasses, and more. Plus, you'll get exclusive access to bonus DTNP content, like breakdowns of the MacGyver Simpsons episode, the new MacGyver reboot, and the MacGruber movie. You can even join Nathan and Annie in the Zoom to meet the comedian guests and help record select episodes of the podcast. So don't wait. Hop over to patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod and join up today. That's patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod. Now, back to the show. We're back and we're ready here. Annie and I each have our personal rankings, one through 22, and we're going to see how they compare to each other and to the official standings. Do you want to go from the bottom up or the top down, Annie? 
Um, let's start from the bottom. I think that's okay. fun. Let's great. do worst to best. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this is our the list we made yesterday. Uh, it, it has no bearing on how we scored things on the podcast over the course of the season because on the podcast over the course of the season, we couldn't see the forest for the trees. But now we're making our own personal lists and I'm going to start with my number 22. My number 22 is episode uh, five, The Heist. Wow. Okay. I am very surprised because I have this ranked very kind of like in the middle. Forgettable episode in the middle. Yeah. Not really um, discerning itself one way or the other, but you felt strongly enough to put this as the worst (laughs) episode. (laughs) Yep. Uh, And I can elaborate, but what did you put as uh, dead last? I have Trumbo's World. Yeah. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) Um, Trumbo's World is also the official last place uh, uh, episode, and it is my 21. Um, Okay. I will tell you why it's not 22. It's because I still, like, there's a little tiny part of me that really loves how much they swing for the fences with Trumbo's World. It is so bonkers. (laughs) And it, they try so fucking hard. And I, I had to give it that. I was like, they are really trying for something here. They're failing miserably, but like the heist is just so boring and, and they've stolen from other things and it doesn't feel like a MacGyver episode and the ending is stupid. And like, I I just was like personally offended by it as a MacGyver episode. I was like, this is not a MacGyver episode. This is shit. Yeah, I could see as a person who is a fan of both Bond and MacGyver, how you would hate that because they made both of those things really irritating. Um, so I think, yeah, I, I can see where you're coming from. Yeah. So that's my 21. What's your 21? My 21 is golden triangle. Um, I have like a little note uh, next to each of these that just kind of like refreshes (laughs) my memory of what it is. And all I have next to this is so racist. Um, It just, (laughs) this is one of the ones that I could not abide um, when it came to the, the slave situation. I was just like, no. Yeah, I get it. And that's, uh, that makes total sense. And, uh, oh, the, the official t- 21 slot, uh, on our podcast now is episode 13 flames end the nuclear plant okay. one. So for, for whatever reason, you, me and the guest were really down on that one. Interesting. Hmm. Interesting. That Not that how I there. feel now, but no, we'll I see. feel differently now as well. Uh, okay. Number 20. Um, I have, uh, in the number 20 slot, a prisoner of conscience. I have a prisoner of conscience in my twenties. <laughs> okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so we're we're we got one. So when- <laughs> actually, what happened was we're flipped because you have Golden Triangle at twenty-one and Prisoner of Conscience at twenty. I have Prisoner of Conscience at twenty and Golden Triangle at nineteen. Um, mm, but okay. basically, for the same reason, right? I'm assuming, right? It's because they're both very offensive from a 2020 standpoint. Very offensive, you know. I, and also, I just think um, the bumbling sort of um, the whole plan of breaking into this um, place and how inept Pete is, like none of it was believable, how MacGyver sort of was presenting to sort of show that he was suffering from mental illness. I was just like, no. Um, So yeah, this isn't Yeah, to me, me. uh, Prisoner Conscious and Golden Triangle, the two offensive... episodes like the two most offensive episodes don't end up at the bottom for me because there's always just something for instance a prisoner of conscience has a 
fucking killer speedboat chase at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So yeah. I can't put that at the very bottom because it's great and it's it's better than the ants taking over, you know? <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, but but it seems like we're we're kind of on the same page. And just yeah, out yeah. of curiosity, where did we rank that in the official? The official number 20 is The Enemy Within, which is... Okay. That's the episode with the older Russian woman who's like it defecting. is. I have next the my note to myself is traitor, um, which <laughs> yeah. is the yeah. It's got the the kind of Russian spy plotline going on, um, and they have a, a bizarre hypnotism plotline yeah. as well. It's not a great episode, and it makes sense why no. it's down that low on the official rankings. Okay, uh, number nineteen for me, as I mentioned, is the Golden Triangle. What's your nineteen? My nineteen is the Gauntlet. Like I uh, mentioned, um, forgettable episode. Looking back on it, um, there just wasn't anything that popped for me. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, because I still would put that on if I like. I don't get high, but if I got high, <laughs> I would put that on and be like, "This is fun." Um, yeah. But it's uh, I can understand why there is not enough in there for you. Uh, the official number nineteen on our podcast is the prodigal which is the one about the brothers the mafia brothers uh my number 18 is flames End, the nuclear power plant one oh okay again it's a little bit forgettable um it definitely had a that 80s kind of vibe to it because of the nuclear aspect of things but i just didn't i wasn't invested like i I think i remember talking about it at the time and being like the stakes are nowhere near high enough for something that should be life and death for millions of people (laughs) Yeah, but you are forgetting that he thought that she uh, was dead because of that surprise exploding car at the beginning of that episode. <laughs> oh, that was pretty cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, and that for me, yeah. like, I could not score it low with the recollection. And the flashback of that. with the music the through the decades. To the high playing. school stuff. Like, uh, I, yeah, that's going to be a high score for me. Okay, so what was your 18? My 18 is Countdown, the cruise ship episode. Oh, man. We are going to vary wildly in this. Uh, <laughs> okay, so the official number 18 is To Be a Man, which is the, okay. <laughs> the one that takes place in Afghanistan. But why so low for Countdown? I was bored this entire episode. I could okay. not pay attention to it to save my life. I had to watch it three <laughs> times to get through it. And wow. I just, like, I hated it. Wow, Okay. <laughs> I don't re- remember you being this, like, you having this level of vitriol for it when we talked about it. It didn't, because it was so boring. Like, it was just, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like, I remember it was, it was a very fun episode to record with you and Julia, um, because she had the benefit of, like, having worked on a cruise ship. But that saved it for me, because the episode itself, I was okay. not into. Okay, interesting. All right. Uh, number 17, I have as Slow Death, the Indian train episode. Oh, okay. I have to be a man for 17. Yeah, I get that. Um, And then actually number 17 on the official list is also slow death. Uh, The depictions of Indian people and the fact that they pushed all the Indian people to a different car so we wouldn't have to have any Indian people in the (laughs) episode was just like all these white people in one train car. Uh, Yeah. You know, it wasn't it wasn't great. Number 16, I have as Target MacGyver, the grandpa episode. Oh, wow. Craft time with grandpa. Isn't that what it was? One of of my favorite episodes of the season. (laughs) Really? Oh, man. Yeah, we're going to have a few that are flip-flopped for sure. Yeah. Uh, What did you have as 16? I have The Escape. This is the North African jail episode. Yeah, Yeah, the the prison break episode. Um, Okay. All right. 
the official rankings have the gauntlet at number 16. Okay, I, I think I understand why the escape is there. The helicopter gag didn't do it for you? Helicopter gag didn't do it for me. White savior nonsense yeah, didn't yeah. do it for me. The, um, yeah, the sort of uh, building the playgrounds, uh, yeah. how easily he was tricked by that. Um, by that you Barbie know, doll. Yeah. <laughs> brother, sister yeah. uh, combo. I, you know, just yep. not a great episode. Makes sense. Number 15, I have as the prodigal, the mafioso brothers Okay. One. Um, I have the enemy within as 15 enemy within. Yeah. Traitor one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause like a lot of these, now we're getting into that mid section category where like I could mm-hmm. kind of go either way with, I could put this one above that one or that one below that one. There, there, this is the forgettable range, right? It's like, this is, yeah, I would say the next five or so are things that frankly could have been interchangeable, um, for me. Yep. So surprisingly, all the way down at number 15 on the official list is every time she smiles. Okay. Number 14, I have as the enemy within. So I'm only one off from you on that. What do you have as number 14? And I have this as the assassin, which is the, um, I believe it's the season finale, right? It is. Yeah. Yeah. Why? Um, it's an exciting episode. We've talked about that. Um, but the MacGyverisms were not that good. And so that dropped it down quite a bit for me. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, uh, the official ranking has number 14 as the pilot. Okay. Which kind of, I would say the pilot is a middling episode as season one goes. It is. Um, yes, it it's is. not without its merits, but, um, and actually I have it at the very next 13 I have as the pilot. What about you? Lucky 13. So 13 for me is the heist. Wow. Okay. So this is the one I put at the very bottom. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you put squarely in the middle. What What did you like yeah, about it? I would say that the Annie Russell style of ranking is you really <laughs> don't want to be in the middle. I mean, if I've <laughs> scored you really high or really low, it means I had a strong feeling about it. If I scored you in the middle, you're nothing to me. Um, and okay. that's how uh, the heist, that's how I feel about it. <laughs> I'm trying to make like a relationship joke and I can't figure out what the metaphor would be. Um, But just don't be in your middle. Don't be on my middle side. Uh, Official rankings have number 13 as the golden triangle, which is far too high. Way too high. I don't know who. Who was our guest on that? It was so, I think it was Brian Park. And I think that he was a very kind. He is a very kind person. Scoring wise. Um, Also, I think that it was early enough in the season that we had no Mm. idea how bad that episode was compared (laughs) to what, you know? So I think, um, I think this is one of those where the benefit of some perspective is It's a real curve that happens. Um, all right. So, uh, number 12, I have as to be a man. Um, I think I had this as high as it is because as much as I question uh, MacGyver's ability to fly an F-14 fighter fighter jet, um, <laughs> the fact that he's crash landing in a foreign place and he's making, uh, you know, uh, hang glider and shit, um, uh, that was fun for me. I think it kept my attention. It's very schlocky and silly, but I had a good time with it. Um, what was your number 12? My number 12 was the prodigal. Okay. This feels a little high for that, but... <laughs> <laughs> um, it's Although, like, I, I Annie, know, you, I'm, I'm you like, seem wrong about that. Well, I'm only oh, three. Now I'm looking it. at it. I'm only like three or four down. We're only from you three or four away from me on that. Yeah, I think yeah, it yeah. was, you know, not a great episode. It's not in the top, but it's certainly yeah. not the worst episode of this show. So, yeah. yeah. Well, official listing has number 12 is Hellfire. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I have it at number 11, <laughs> the very next slot up. So mm-hmm. um, what about your 11? My 11 is Ugly Duckling. Okay. That's my number 10. <laughs> We're close on this close. one. I, You know, I think there was a lot to say about Ugly Duckling. You know, mm. there's a lot of good things that were part of that episode, including the amazing jacket that I now own. <laughs> um, and yeah, I mean, I, I just, uh, it's just not as good as some yeah. of the other episodes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, official number 11 is The Heist. Again, I don't think The Heist belongs anywhere near number 11. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I mentioned that number 10, that my number 10 is Ugly Duckling. What's your number 10? My number 10 is The Pilot. Okay, great. I didn't hate it enough to put it all the way at the bottom. There were some very cool MacGyverisms in it. I think we were introduced to this character, but, you know, we also had a lot wrong with it. Um, The pacing was all over the place. The voiceover was atrocious, but, uh, (laughs) you know, it's a, it's a pilot. Yeah. I had to put it in the top 10. Okay. I get it that you wanted to crack the top 10. Uh, Official number 10 is nightmares. Okay. Number nine, I have as every time she smiles. How about you? I have Deathlock as Death number Lock. nine. Okay, cool. And now remind me, Deathlock is the one with the jet ski, right? Jet ski coffin, <laughs> yes. <Okay>. Um, <laughs> that had to have made it. That's why it ended up in the top 10. That's you, why right? it's yeah. in my top 10. Yeah, that's yeah, yeah. 100% why. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's in my top 10 too, but for different reasons, I think. Yeah. <laughs> um, um, num- official number nine is Target MacGyver, Grandpa okay. episode. Number eight, I have as the escape. I have every time she smiles okay. at number eight. So, so we're only close. one off. Yeah, I put, where did you put the escape? You had that way down in number 16 and I have it up mm-hmm. at number eight. But I think that's just, um, why did I like this one so much? I think it was fun. I just thought, I just had a good time watching it. You know, it's like. Yeah, it was cool to see MacGyver be so wrong about something and to have <laughs> him have to, you know, reverse course um, because he trusted the wrong person. That, that was is something, yeah, that we hadn't seen before. So I get that. Number eight official is the escape. Um, number seven, I have as the gauntlet. Um, I think I mentioned before, but I just found that episode kind of fun and sexy. Um, but I understand that it is also a little forgettable. So maybe I, maybe I have that a little too high. What's number seven for you? My number seven is nightmares. I really liked, um, MacGyver getting poisoned (laughs) and, and for us to see a side of him where he's not, you know, completely like not only in control, but um, overconfident, um, right. which he is in many of these episodes. Um, it was kind of nice to to see him have to be taken care of, especially by that like young woman. Um, right. So I, I scored it high for that reason. Yeah, I, I agree. And I actually, I enjoyed, I enjoyed Richard Dean Anderson getting to flex some kind of acting chops. Um, mm-hmm. So frequently, the only thing that's required of him acting wise is for him to sort of like look surprised or concerned when he looks around a corner, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. Or, and, or just be like, okay, you're cool as a cucumber and yeah. you don't, you don't care you don't that emote. this yeah. horrific thing is happening right now. I'm actually, uh, one of the things I'm really looking forward to about season two, I don't know how quickly it takes hold. Now I haven't revisited MacGyver. This is, I'm, I'm going through it along with all of y'all, but um one of the things that pops up a lot in the fan groups and stuff is that people call it MacGyver's season one swagger and that he's mm. like more arrogant, more confident in season one than he is in subsequent seasons. And that tracks for me because I remember as a kid 
thinking this is a humble character. Like that yeah, he was always like a humble very person. sensitive and very kind yeah. of do, do the right thing. And I'm character. sure that's all kind of on the actor. They figured out that he was good at playing a hero that was a little more humble. And so they took out some of that the initial, you know, if you're making an action show for ABC in 1985, you're going to be like, make him confident and crack wise, you know, <laughs> it's like lethal weapon shit, you know? Um, so I'm looking forward to some of that going away. And I think nightmares, he was vulnerable and it was fun mm -hmm. to see official number seven is a prisoner of conscience. Unbelievable. Okay. I mean, did was when we talked to Josh, <laughs> did he give like crazy high scores? I think you gave some high scores. I gave some high scores, um, that I now regret. And also <laughs> Josh, pointed out that it was truer to life than one would think um, yeah, right. as a mental health professional. So I think that's why he gave it kind of the benefit of the doubt. Um, but as I see it compared with all of the other episodes, <laughs> yeah. not a chance. Now it you can't make that there. case anymore because this is episode 21 of 22. So you knew what you <laughs> you knew what you were up against when you scored it. But still, yeah. uh, I think, yeah, we both plunged it down to number 20 <laughs> mm -hmm. in our select lists here. Um, at number six, I have chosen Thief of Budapest. I did think that was a super fun episode. Uh, it's not in my top five because it steals from another movie. But I watch him eat an ice cream cone on the streets of Budapest all day long. <laughs> <laughs> um, what about you for number six? I have Slow Death at number six, no way. Um, which okay. I know you scored really low. Yeah. What I liked about it was the fact that it was sort of a, of a bottle and we were all on this train and in this experience together. And so many MacGyver episodes, there is kind of like an unnecessary um, kind of time spent on getting to and from and out of of a location and it kind of like takes away from um from some of the tension in the episode and so i kind of liked this this bottle okay. episode sort okay. of um and there were a ton of issues a lot of the kind of uh the guest stars and the minor characters did not make any sense. There was uh, the red herrings were all over the map, but you know, this was an episode where I felt like, okay, they were like trying to do something a little bit different. Yeah, yeah, um, right. And you know, I thought it worked. Okay. Our official list has number six as death lock. All right. Hold it steady for me. Will you? Okay. We're in the top five now. <laughs> This is where we really start to break some hearts. Um, I have <laughs> nightmares at number five. So I was pretty okay. close with you. What do you have? I have Target MacGyver as number five. It is the only Amazing. episode where we learned a goddamn thing <laughs> about MacGyver's past and oh. his crotchety old grandpa. I guarantee you um, they're going to go back on half of that three seasons from now. <laughs> I'm sure they are. But, you know, we were so starved for the first yeah, few episodes right. with like who is this guy? What, like, yeah. where's he from? What's happening? Um, so I was just so relieved when yeah. we like, yeah. had, had something. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's definitely a thing that I appreciated about this episode, but I don't know that I would give it that many points. I, I just can't stand overly, um, sappy narration and dialogue, uh, mm -hmm. especially just like that poorly written, really expository kind of dialogue. Um, it just gets under my skin. And I think it's, I, I remember very clearly 
watching TV as a kid with my sister and my mom. And we were all like theater people. So we had done enough plays to know that they had memorized those lines and they were delivering them. <laughs> like we were mercilessly sarcastic people. And like we got it from her and she encouraged it. So we would just sit there and rip a show to shreds for the how shitty their dialogue was. Mm-hmm. Um, I And I still have that. It's like baked into me. Um, so when I, when I see a show like that, where they're just like, you always were this way. You always did. No, <laughs> my, you always used to say this when I was six years old. You don't remember any of that. You're just trying to get the fucking exposition out. Well, if that drives you crazy, you're going to be crazy for... I know. Um, <laughs> lot of this series i know so. i mean and i will get i grandpa is uh despite only being like 20 years older than macgyver is a decent actor and blah 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 uh our original list has number five as the assassin okay the season finale that you placed so low on the list uh number four i have is Deathlock. okay just liked it a tiny bit more than you i guess i had a fun time with a super evil villain locked in a a house full of traps. I like the cat and mouse thing. What about your number four? My number four is Last Stand, uh, the hostage um, diner scenario. Yep. Yep, at the airstrip there. I get that. I mean, that's been holding strong at and continues to be at number one for our official list. It never mm-hmm. really got knocked down, I don't think at all, once we put it there. Yeah, it's a good episode. Yeah, I have it as number three. So neither one of us would put it as our number one, but it's strong enough that it cracked our top five and it stayed at our official show ranking at number one for like this whole season. What makes this one so good? I I think it's just that the crew of bad guys that were really bad, you know, that was something that was new. Um, I think to this show, like that's, that's not the kind of villain we had seen in previous episodes. And um, it just kind of worked because it really was, it felt like it could be something a little bit more edgy. Like it felt like this could be a horror movie. This could yeah. be something that was well, really they killed kind somebody of, right away and that gave yeah. it stakes. And-, um, and so I think that gave it that sort of, kind of swagger and edge that a lot of the other episodes didn't have. Also, we talked about it at the time, but it's also a bottled episode. And mm-hmm. it was written uh, by a woman who was at the end of her writing career. So it was like kind of her swan song. It was tightly written, I think. It had some fun MacGyverisms in it. So yeah, I... I I had fun. Yeah, with it. the and only thing that didn't work about it was the Vietnam vet. Uh, yeah, right. Kind of that <laughs> flashback stuff. Yeah. But you know, we're gonna forgive them. It was the '80s. Um, right, there was right. a lot of that going on. But yeah, I mean, it's a good episode. Yeah. So I have that at number three. Number four, our official one is Countdown. There's a lot of these that end up high in the official list, but somehow you sunk them to the bottom when you had a, cho- a choice to do so. <laughs> I love that. Don't give me autonomy over a ranking list. Um, <laughs> so I mentioned that number three is last stand for me. What's number three for you? Number three for me is something that you've already scored pretty low, and that is Flames End, uh, okay. the nuclear power plant episode. Wow. I loved the fake out of the death of his old girlfriend from high school. I loved the flashback scenes mm-hmm. um, that they had. Um, Did you, you know, also it, love it, the the five minute conversation where he adopted a Canadian <laughs> accent while playing <laughs> hockey? And hockey? there was like crocodile rock blasting <laughs> from a radio, which clearly is like not that was not even really era appropriate. Um, so yeah, there was a lot of that that was kind of goofy. And obviously the nuclear power stuff was not really true to form, but like, you got to admit he did 
op- he did use a gun as a wrench. <laughs> yes, um, and that was cool. <laughs> um, and there were uh, evil nuclear scientists. And also I had such a ball talking to our nuclear expert yeah. on that episode um, about just how wild uh, it was. And so, yeah, it, yeah. it's high. Now, for me. if we're ranking duct tape and paperclips episodes, <laughs> I have a whole separate You're spreadsheet like, for that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, which we won't because we love all of our guests equally. I mean, I, I I would get like mock angry at you for putting this this high, but I'm about to do the same thing to you with the next two slots. Okay. So so hang in there. Um, number three uh, on the official list is Ugly Duckling. Um, okay, I kind of understand why that ended up as a high one. I think it yeah. has a lot going for it, uh, including killer sax solos. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're down to the final two. Number two for me is the assassin. Oh my God. <laughs> I think the only reason it's not number one is because is precisely why you didn't like it. It's that it's not enough of a MacGyver episode in that he didn't get enough chance to yeah. make shit, but he didn't get enough, enough chance to make shit because they were too busy, like advancing the story at an appropriate tempo and like cutting between exciting things, which for me was like, I would take that any day of the week. So I felt like they're starting to hit their stride now at the very final episode of the season. And it felt like, oh, if you could just find a way to squeeze in a few more cool MacGyverisms, this is the formula that I want to see. Okay. What's number two for you? Number two for me, and this is going to blow a lot of minds. <laughs> this is a big reversal uh-huh. for me. Okay. Number two is Hellfire. Number two is Hellfire. Number two is Hellfire for me. Wow. Um, because <laughs> the phrase party down <laughs> has not left my head since we watched this episode. The strange dynamic between him and this couple, the fact that they live on this oil rig and MacGyver is so happy to see them. Yeah. <laughs> it just, I've thought of nothing else ever since we watched this episode. And I oh feel God. like that has to put it high on this list. I mean, what was happening there? Like I could talk about it all day, but I'm just going to leave it at that. So it's Hellfire really, it's the two. personal dynamics of this episode that. Yeah. It's it, a personal yeah. dynamics. And like, obviously it's listen, what they're doing doesn't make a lot of sense, but I love the dynamite sequence. Like there's yeah, the, the dynamite, dynamite thing. And, yeah. There's a lot going on in terms of, uh, of action. So, so yeah, it's, it's my number two. I absolutely get it. I mean, I have it at 11, like it's not way down there for me or anything, but, uh, and I, I would put that on and watch it again. You know, number two is the thief of Budapest on our official rankings. Number one, you're going to hate me. Uh, when you said where you ranked this, I was like, Oh, she's going to hate me. Uh, I have his countdown. What? <laughs> Which you called wow. boring and you hated and you put I can't believe you think that's 18. the best episode of the season. I there are so many reasons why I like this episode and I understand why you think it's a little boring, but for me it was just very watchable. Like we we talked about it before, but the female character has her own agency in this mm-hmm. and she isn't talked down to or, you know, really mansplained. He has a buddy who like you kind of believe that they're friends even though I hated the Vietnam subplot. His buddy loses his life and it's uh the stakes seem high. I could have used a little more uh information about the people on the boat so <laughs> we got some higher stakes. Uh, Pete has a job to do in this. Uh, and I think anything with a literal countdown clock where it's like this bomb is going to explode. Yeah. And then he's, he gets stakes. to MacGyver yeah. it with fucking milk is like, 
it has all the elements of something that like keeps me uh, entertained and engaged. But you hated it, so I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. This is these are these are the rankings. It is what it is. It is what it is. So we're at number one. My What's number your- one is Thief of Budapest. Um, it is the best episode of this entire season. <laughs> um, the uh-huh. it, it, I just I still love it so much. I, I like oh, the, shit. the ice cream, the European vacation, the um, friend who gets killed immediately. Like it's <laughs> the most MacGyvery MacGyver episode. Yeah, yeah. Um, I me. mean, I love. I remember watching this episode, it is episode uh, three, but I remember this being the episode where I was like, okay, this is where I can see the DNA of this show starting yeah. to like, and it was the develop. first episode where I was like, oh, this show is kind of good. Like mm-hmm. there's, yeah. you know, there's a there lot of fun MacGyverisms in it. It's got adventure and yeah. yeah. Yes. As you've pointed out many times, they <laughs> stole footage from the Italian job. Oh, just the entire um, third act. That's all. <laughs> but you know what? I don't care. Nope, um, I, I, I love it. Oh, that's so funny. And as we've mentioned, the official uh, list has last stand at the top, which is still a, as which we've again, said, that's my episode. number four. I think yeah. it's a good episode. We will post these personal lists online uh, so people can look at them and argue with them uh, themselves. All right. That is it. That is a wrap on season one of Duct Tape and Paperclips. If you want more DT&P in your life, just a reminder that we have a new Patreon where you can get two bonus episodes a month, cool merch, and maybe even win the ultimate MacGyver package. So check that out at patreon.com slash the MacGyver pod. The next season of Duct Tape and Paperclips starts January 18th when we will be breaking down the season two premiere, The Human Factor. Take care, everybody. And remember, in the immortal words of our buddy Mac, friends friends are are the the adventures adventures of of life. life. Good night, everybody. Happy New Year. <laughs>